is a new variant that is increasingly um, showing um, uh, a significant uh, uh, spread uh, through the country. I mean, actually, you mentioned 40 percent. Uh, actually, uh, if you look at the most recent uh, CDC data, they uh, re-revised uh, their percentage of uh, uh, cases nationally to about 28 percent because the initial 40 percent which was reported at the end of December, was based on sort of estimates. But as more data came in, uh, we see it, it's, it's somewhat less than that. However, having said that, I really think that we are going to see it increasingly spread to at least 40% across the country. I say that because if you look at northeast uh, part of the country, and I talked to colleagues in Boston, I mean, it's well over 70% uh, there, and it's probably going to spread as it goes uh, westward. But this is a uh, significant a new variant. I mean, uh, like you said, it's hard to believe that we've been evaluating this uh, for over three years now, but that's because, unfortunately, the one thing about the SARS-CoV-2, which is a virus associated with COVID, it is that it's always changing, and that there's new mutations and these new variants and these new sub-variants. These are all, at least over the last year, these are all sub-variants of the, uh, of the Omicron. Uh, but this particular uh, sub-variant, as you mentioned, the XBB 1.5, um, does appear to be much more contagious. Uh, interestingly, it seems to be a recombinant virus. And by that, I mean it carries uh, genetic data for uh, mutations from two different prior uh, subvariants. And so it has more mutations. It uh, tends to be able to bind to uh, uh, respiratory cells and other cells uh, within patients much higher than other variants. And it tends to replicate uh, to a higher degree. So that's why it is uh, more contagious. Uh, the preliminary uh, in information suggests it's not necessarily uh, more severe. Uh, and hopefully that will be the case as, it, as we get more information. Uh, and then the other news that's really important is that it appears that the uh, newer bivalent booster vaccine appears to have some protection here. So that's going to be really important to uh, receive that vaccine if you have not done so yeah that's what i was going to say next tom go down that road for us because a lot of people probably shaking their heads and say okay it's spreading again what about our vaccine is it not working against this variant this xbb 1.5 so hit about the vaccine and and from what you know right now and its strength against this new variant well, it's, it's early data. I mean, there was a uh, report out of uh, Israel that just came out uh, earlier this week that uh, looked at the protection with this bivalent uh, vaccine that we're using here in this country as well that showed good protection. In other words, uh, patients who had not received the vaccine versus those who had received the vaccine had almost three times greater uh, incidence of having to come in the hospital for severe disease. And so what it showed is that the vaccine, while it may not... Uh, particularly prevent infection, what it does do is prevent significant disease and serious disease and prevents uh, hospitalization and deaths. And so that's what vaccines should be doing anyway, is to prevent uh, serious disease and complications thereof. So it does appear that uh, this uh, bivalent uh, booster is going to be, uh, have some effect. Uh, as we know, as we get more mutations, more lineages or sub-variants, there does appear to be more mutations, which may lessen or allow that strain to evade some of the immunity that we have. But, you know, if we have some degree of immunity to any of the Omicron subvariants, that is going to carry over and allow some protection against even this XBB as well. 
When you look at the family tree of COVID, and Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, and we're talking, talking with Dr. Thomas File, Doctor of Infectious Disease at Summa Health System, you got COVID-19, if you can picture your family tree, and then you have variants, and one of those variants, Omicron, and off the Omicron variant comes XBB 1.5. So you can see you're getting triple, sometimes quad levels into that family tree of COVID-19. So that's, I, I bring that up, Tom, because I wanted to ask you, when we talk about the vaccine, the original vaccine against COVID-19, and for those people who haven't gotten the new um, vaccine that has that bi-level treatment, you may sit there and say, well, I had my vaccine up until this one. I'm kind of boosted out and that type of thing. This latest vaccine, this latest booster, gets deeper into that family tree of COVID. Yeah, that's true. And if you look at the family tree, I mean, it's almost amazing. I mean, there's dozens and dozens, quite honestly, probably hundreds of branches of this tree mm-hmm. uh, with all these different uh, subvariants. Now, uh, over the last year, these have all been uh, subvariants of Omicron. So if you've had Omicron infection or uh, any of the uh, vaccines that uh, contain Omicron, which is the only the only one now is that uh, bivalent one, then you're going to have some protection against uh, these Omicron uh, some variants. So it's important uh, to uh, you know to be updated with the vaccines to to protect yourself and obviously to protect uh, the community because uh, if you don't get the if you don't get the infection, then you're not going to spread it. Tom, let me ask you this. We're now into 2023. What are you hearing in the circuit, uh, in this arena of infectious diseases, further boosters? Is this kind of here going to be the norm where we're going to be needing a booster shot maybe once or twice a year? Is there any word out on that? Well, that's a good question. I think uh, we're still going to have to see what happens uh, over this uh, winter. I mean, uh, right now, I mean, even though we're seeing increasing cases of this XBB, uh, you're not, we're not being uh, inundated uh, with surges uh, that we did last year when Omicron first uh, entered, uh, you know, the, the community. Uh, so that's good. And I think that's because we do have some degree of immunity, either because of natural infection or of the vaccine. I mean, it's, it's estimated that probably 90 percent of, at least in some studies, of the population in the United States have some degree of immunity, either because of natural infection or a vaccine. And I might say, if you've had both of those, because a lot of people have had the vaccine and then also had breakthrough infection, but it hopefully wouldn't be as uh, very uh, associated with very severe disease. If you actually had both of those, you're even better protected uh, or, or have better um, immunity uh, against this. But uh, what I uh, sort of anticipate, uh, Ray, is that uh, as, as this year, I really think that we're going to see the end of the um, public health emergency or the pandemic. I think what we're seeing is sort of a transition from a pandemic of this virus over to maybe an endemic uh, virus. As as you're aware, there are many endemic coronaviruses right now that are associated with the common cold. And and as somewhat of a, a generalization, what we've seen, most patients, unless they're really severely immunocompromised or have significant underlying conditions, that most of the patients who are being infected uh, with these new sub-variants of, of Omicron are having more upper respiratory type of symptoms. And oftentimes uh, it would be like a bad cold, but it's not the severe pneumonias that we were seeing initially three years ago that we were requiring a hospitalization. Um, and so I think it's going to be involving into that to become a more of an endemic infection that we are going to see is 
uh, the respiratory season occurs every year during this time, during, during the wintertime. Because uh, I don't think, we, you know, we really want to be seeing or the need for vaccines every three or four months. That's just really not very feasible. So the hope is that maybe we'll just require a, a, a vaccine once a year, just like we do with influenza, because influenza changes, you know, their uh, antigenic uh, uh, profile as well. And that's one reason why we need to get an updated with a vaccine every year. So uh, if you're asking me what I, I, I'm seeing from, uh, <laughs> or at least predicting uh, from my colleagues, I think this is what is going to happen. At least I hope that is what's going to happen over this, this year. All right, Tom. Great insight, my friend. Good talking with you again and, and giving us the information you know. I uh, appreciate the time again, Dr. File, always. Okay, well, Riff, I just may add yeah. one other thing. I sure. mean, uh, during the last month, I mean, we had much more problems with influenza than we did uh, COVID-19. Uh, although that the influenza uh, in incidents in Summit County seems to be reducing now. Uh, but I would also uh, caution our listeners uh, that they haven't received their influenza vaccine, that that's important as well.